Last week on the Poison Rana Patreon, we talked all about the nation of domination in a brand new episode of Poison Profile. I got three words. Die, Rocky, die. That's the gratitude I get from you pieces of crap for all my blood, my sweat, and my tears. You know, hey, this isn't about the color of my skin. This is about respect. There was no real, like, learning period for the... He was just, as soon as he's a heel, he's got it. Yeah, and hearing him talk about Vince telling him, like, what he had to do, he's like, I, I just gotta go fucking do it. And he hearing that delivery, man, is, yeah, you, you were born a fucking heel. You were never supposed to be a baby face out the gate. You should have just been a heel. But he needed that. He needed to fall on his face. He needed to feel the fans saying, die, Rocky, die, and Rocky sucks and stuff. So, And that just made his promo seem a little bit better. Like, Yeah, he, it instantly makes him feel like such a big deal. And for the next year, he's like one of the biggest stars in like the mid card and then after that it's like oh wait wait this guy is we've got something special with him it's so crazy how fast he rises to like get this show plus nxt retro reviews wrestling reviews movie reviews and so much more over at patreon.com slash poison rana and it's only five bucks so what are you waiting for Poison Rana. Hello. Oh no, I can't hear you. It's I'm talking to an empty board. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, oh, I thought I was on my own there for a second. Just how strange would it be where one day I just say hello and and no one answers me. And I'm not no longer there. Yeah. Not a world I want to live in, friends. No. Although terrible. we're not in this we're not in the same room right now, so uh, we're separated. We, by... we practically are. We're yeah. we're in the in the. In the what what do they call it? The metaverse? I don't know. The poison verse. That's right. The poison verse. Yeah. Hello, everybody. It's Poison Rana. It's Sunday, February 25th, just after 2 p.m. Eastern time. We're live on youtube.com slash at poison rana pod. Uh, hello, anyone in the YouTube chat. Throw your frogs up if you can hear me. And uh we're gonna chat some wrestling. Uh, if you're listening on any podcast app that you're listening to make sure you hit that subscribe hit that like hit that uh download whatever it is thank you for uh finding us here today and uh what's going on uh not much i've just come back from a walk it's it's pretty sunny today uh which is nice um sunny, picked up cool. some cheese i'm gonna treat nice. myself to some cheese and steak later i'm, I'm pretty excited about that uh what kind of yeah cheese? what kind of cheese goes uh, no, I mean, th- these are going to be separate things. I'm going to have a steak, <laughs> and then later I'm going to munch on cheese. Yeah, um, right, right. yeah it's, I, I worked a lot this week, so today is going to be a kind of treat-yourself kind of day. Um, yeah, I went to Kensington Market. I picked up a, like an extra, extra mature New Zealand cheddar. And then not an Australian cheddar for WWE. No, they, they they offered me an Australian cheddar, and I tried it, and I was like, it, it just it, it ain't strong enough. Yeah. Um, I need it a little stronger. Classic and Brit saying Aussies aren't strong enough. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and I was going to be like, oh, shit at cricket as well, but I really don't know. I, I don't care for sport. Um, and, and they're probably better than us anyway. Um, and I bought like this caramelized onion cheese as well. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I do oh, like the price it. is so much better. I'm going to keep going there rather than um, 
like the the supermarkets. Got you went to Cheese World. Um, the one on Kensington Avenue. Yeah, you went to the good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's some good cheese places. We if yeah. you're ever in Toronto, we we usually take our friends, anyone who's listening, who's like our boys who who visited in the past. We've taken them to Kensington. Usually, big fans of that whole mm-hmm. area. Different shops, different foods, and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, we we I I pretty much walk through there every day. I. I go out if if possible, but I don't want to live there because then, like, when you live in somewhere you like to visit, I feel like get over it. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, but but yeah, it's uh, Sunday. We're hanging out. We got to watch wrestling at a complete different time of day. Uh, shout out our Australian or other parts of the world listeners because uh, time changes and sorry, not time changes. Time zones are a thing, and usually we watch wrestling. 8 p.m. on a Saturday or Sunday or Tuesday mm-hmm. or up next. And these poor Australians have to what? Watch wrestling at like five in the morning or nine in the morning when some people have like jobs and like all sorts of strange things. Brits, it's like what? Like four in the morning when like dynamite's on and stuff? It's like that uh, yeah, UK, it kind of sucks because it's at like 1 a.m. One, one to like four or five, depending how long the pay-per-view is. I Whereas I think uh, if I'm, I might be completely wrong here, like, correct me or any Aussies in the chat, but I think usual kind of uh, US pay-per-views are about like breakfast time. In, okay. So it's not like, so not too bad. I, I kind of like that, you know, get no, up. But, think, but yeah, but think, breakfast on a Sunday morning and. Oh, and it would be pay-per-view. Sunday. Right. It would be Sunday. Yeah. Morning go ahead. Okay. So yeah, that's not bad then. Cause this, this wasn't, this wasn't too bad. Uh, I, I was able to uh, basically kind of put it on after the fact. So I started it probably at like six thirty seven AM. I was, uh, kind of at work at the shoot job and kind of then just like was able to skip through a lot of the commercials and stuff, which I'm seeing a lot of criticisms of a lot of it was commercials and, and mm-hmm. promos and not too much of like actual wrestling, but, but there, there was, and, and we'll definitely get into it. But um, I'm seeing the consensus was like, there was people who did wake up or stayed up to watch WWE chamber. And as a wrestling fan who likes that there's, fans all over the world and connects and we have communities. Maybe this is a good sign for wrestling fans. If we're crazy and dedicated enough to stay up for an elimination chamber pay-per-view, then like, Hey, who's to say we couldn't be up at other times when they're doing shows in like Berlin coming up France or, you know, all these other places around the world. So uh, I'm surprised it took this long. Yeah. Like it's the, the network or or like moving to kind of streaming rather than pay-per-view is, is 10 years old this month now, you know, like it's, it's been going for 10 years. They dip their toes in the water with like the, the, the show in Japan um, around what was that? Like 15. Yeah. Something like that. Um, And they had NXT London as well. But apart from that, they really didn't do anything until, last year um i mean i outside of you know the the super showdown or uh the saudi shows which at first kind of felt like just glorified house shows um but yeah i'm surprised it took this long they're not relying on you know pay-per-view buys anymore it's just subscribers it's it's streaming it's on demand you can watch it at your leisure if you want to get up at ridiculous o'clock to watch it you can watch it if not you can catch it later um i i'm really surprised it's taken this long it you say it a lot it's called world wrestling entertainment not uh u.s wrestling entertainment and it should be hitting these places and 
you know, US fans should learn to watch at an inconvenient time when the rest of the planet are doing the same thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so- I remember the, the UK tournament that they did. Shout out Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn finally making it onto a pay-per-view. Uh, <laughs> uh, but all those years ago when they did that tournament, I remember watching it live and being like, yeah. wow, this is how these people watch this all the time in the middle of the fucking night, probably next to, I was next to like, you know, someone sleeping and I'm like, oh man, like I'm trying to be quiet watching wrestling when like, you know me, I'm, I can get into it and everything. So it's like, I feel for the, the fans all across the world who uh, maybe have to really, you know, find time and struggle to watch at certain times. So all the power to you. I feel, I feel for you. I would say 5 a.m. is probably the worst time yes. because it, it's just too late, <laughs> especially when, you know, we had four matches over the course of three and a half hours. Crazy. And I mean, although you could power nap sort of every 20 minutes pretty much for another 20 minutes, I'd say. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, uh, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., you can kind of stay up. You can you can push yourself through to, or at least I can, till maybe four or five staying up. But staying up five till like nine it's too early to wake up early and it's too late to kind of stay up but yeah i don't like it's australia is a big place and it it suits them so why not it's as i said i had no issue i i woke up i went for a walk i got my coffee i made some dinner and just sat down and watched it before work yesterday so yeah yeah, it's it was nice yeah, you could all like it's tough if people who are, you know, very, oh, I don't want to get spoiled and this and that and life gets in the way. Like, yeah, it totally, totally happens. But it's like this was chamber as well. It wasn't like it was WrestleMania and you're no. like, oh, man, I'm going to you kind of this one was kind of paint by numbers of like what was going to happen at this show. And yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, so so all the power. I see Chris Price saying uh, over in the UK, he was watching at 10 a.m. live. So that's not too bad. Yeah, that sounds lovely. Jake in the chat bringing up watching Wrestle Kingdom is the same thing. I mean, yeah, I, I yeah. like to sometimes stay up. For for me, I mean, I know you work at, at a bar and, and sometimes work strange hours. For me, I work at strange hours as well. So sometimes I am up at crazy hours for work or or am coming back from a shift at crazy hours. So sometimes it does kind of work for me in these strange hours. Um, but but overall, like we live in a world where you just don't go on Twitter or Facebook until you get home and watch the show, and then then you're safe, right? Like if you really yeah. can't about something, like think back in the day when you would watch TV shows and you were like, I mean, tonight I can't, I you know what? Let's let's say like Buffy, like oh my god, what's gonna happen if I miss this? Like you know, you weren't, you weren't able to go home and then just instantly watch it. Like you can, I mean, I, I had something called a, a VCR. Yeah. I don't know. I've yeah, always been able it. to record stuff. I've never yeah, watched yeah. stuff live to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can find ways. So, yeah. um, Easy. but it was fun to watch it at a different yeah. time for, for sure. Um, Hey, shout out some people in the chat here. I see you, Chris Price, Jake, Surin, uh, appreciate you hanging out with us. We're going to talk about some WWE chamber from Australia that happened yesterday. And uh, if you're listening to us, again, hit that subscribe on your podcast app. But also check out our Patreon.com slash Poison Rana. For five bucks, you can become a friend and get access to all the podcasts that we do, including some great shows that we do. And we got to pat ourselves on the back for some awesome stuff. So uh, about a week or so ago, we did Nation of Domination, a Poison Profile a look at this famous faction, The Rock, Farouk, and others. We were joined by B. Detroit, 
from What Updo, which you can listen to for free on the free feed. Uh, he just dropped another one with Sino just a few days ago, uh, where we ran through the whole nation of domination. It was pretty awesome. Was pretty proud of that. Uh, check that out. Um, and then, and then we recorded a SummerSlam 2003 review, chatting about the second ever Elimination Chamber, featuring Triple H in those weird pants and Goldberg yes. spearing people through the pod, which we'll talk about some spears through the pods a bit later. Uh, so check out that review as well. But we have one already recorded in the bank for this week. In fact, I might be nice and release it maybe tomorrow or something. I, I think. Be- I, I think we're going to give a little tease. Shall we, shall we put out maybe like the first 30 minutes for free tomorrow? Oh. And then we can release the, the whole thing maybe a couple of days later for our, our paying patrons. But yeah, maybe uh, I, I think just... this is one we want to kind of uh, share the love a little bit. Yeah, maybe I'll upload it for patrons, but then also give out a like, hey, this is what you're missing. Because we were joined by Nate Milton, the great TN8, to talk about sting the best match ever podcast returns with nate as the three of us go through the historic career of the icon sting and this is a lengthy podcast uh if you think the nwa pod is long just wait till you hear Mm -hmm. this one uh oh no it's it's still half the half the time (laughs) of an nwa podcast yeah uh, we go through like the best matches of Sting and career moments and everything. Like we go through everything. So even RoboCop. So uh, can't wait for everyone to listen to this. I feel like it's uh, it's one of our favorite podcasts that we've done in such a long, long time. So I cannot wait for everyone to hear this. I I honestly have been really proud of the stuff we've done this month. I think our uh, Nation of Domination profile. We've been getting a lot of love for so far and uh and yeah really been enjoying kind of the concept we've been doing for that one uh but this might be my favorite best match ever we've done it was good Um, man i i thought having nate on the show he was so great on this and uh looking at the entire career of sting across multiple promotions multiple decades multiple kind of versions of his gimmick uh I I love this show um, and can't wait for you all to listen to it. Yes. So patreon.com slash poison Rana, become a friend. You get all these shows and you get everything that we've ever done in the Patreon, including all the different best matches ever. We've had Nate on for best match ever. Mike awesome. Masato Tanaka. We've done different match types. We've done retro pay-per-view reviews. So many things you sign up. It's five bucks. You get a whole month's access and uh, yeah, check us out because uh, that's like pennies per show. There's hundreds and hundreds of shows. You can see all the different reviews and stuff that we've done on there. So support your small time content creators. And hey, while you're at it, chop-tees.com slash poison Rana, because there you can find our merch. You can find t-shirts, hats, hoodies, everything that we put on here, including stuff from What Up Doe, detox and all sorts of stuff. So if you want to support uh, the pod, that is how you can do it. And if you're like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not going to WrestleMania, Davey and Brady, but I, I want to buy you guys a beer while you're down there. Well, buy yourself the Patreon five bucks a month or buy yourself a hat or something like that. Free shipping. So check us out. Absolutely. We've got our, uh, our Philly uh, shirt coming out soon. We, oh. we have a couple of Philly designs. Uh, those of you who are a member of the Facebook group and kind of the, community poison rana chat or as i like to call our little poison rana market research group uh (laughs) you might have got a glimpse of this design already but i believe it's going to be going up on the store this week so if you are going to philly 
and want to wear this Philly-inspired Poison Rana <laughs> shirt, uh, you'll have plenty of time to get it in time for WrestleMania. Or if you're just staying at home uh, watching the event, uh, you should wear it anyway. Exactly. Yes. So uh, check out all the stuff. We always have some new designs dropping, but definitely excited about this Philly-inspired design, which uh, ties into a, a review we will be doing in about a, a few weeks, actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, to tie in with Philly, we got some great shows lined up for the next while for Patreon as well. While we're on the topic, uh, because it's in Philly, we thought we'd pick a random old school. We might put it to a tadpole as we call it here, where we'll pick some old school ECW to review. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then we were thinking, hey, WrestleMania has been to Philly before. So we might review, was it 15? I think it is. So we might review WrestleMania. Yeah, Rock Austin won. Yeah, so we might go back and, and look what, at that. Big Show, Mankind, Winner is the Ref, or something like but, that. I think. Yeah. But then, like, little little do people know. Technically, WrestleMania time is is our anniversary, right, Davey? Like of 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 up next kind of starting and everything. Yeah, it will be uh, six years. I wow, believe, six right? years of podcasting about uh, NXT together, but and, and more. But uh, because. This is a match and a show that we've talked about for a lot that you were at and we're finally going to look at NXT TakeOver Philly, Gargano v. Almas and Chill. Finally, the review yes. coming all these years later. So lots of shows coming up in the Patreon. So uh, that's happening about in the next month or so. So can't wait for that. So appreciate all the listeners over these years, wherever you may be across this this world. How did uh, How did AJ Styles figure out how to get to Australia when the world is flat. I didn't understand how he, what did he get on a plane just to attack LA night? I mean, I, I think even if the world was flat, you'd still be able to fly from A to B. But what if it's like, you know, like how did he, you know, this is not how how do you drive on a road? (laughs) He would have to, he would have to, uh, take a, I don't know how, can you take a boat? You could take a boat, I guess, but yeah. Um, you, you can still fly. Planes fly, aren't fly straight to, depending to, to, on a Earth being sphere. Like you can still fly flat. Well, wait. Do they just think it's like like this, or is it like is there like a thing like that? I don't know. I don't know what they think it is, but I think it's round. Um, and uh, I imagine that uh, the flights were long. It looked like some of these wrestlers had quite a tough time uh, taking. Like they take. They're used to taking flights, but I think like a what. 10 hour flight are they 15 hour flights something like that uh what to australia yeah probably yeah 15 plus i think yeah when i went it was it's like 15 to china and then like another four or something like that that was pretty crazy uh so should we jump into uh australia i think so yeah let's do it all right well let's talk about some wwe elimination chamber from Saturday, February 24th, 2024, in Perth, Australia. So this was just one uh, giant ad for, hey, travel to Australia, Western Australia. Yeah, have you heard of Australia before? (laughs) WWE are going to tell you about it. (laughs) They told me a whole lot. Uh, Not actually, because, again, I kind of skipped through a lot of commercials. But uh, Australia looks like a very nice place. It looks beautiful. And uh, they're at this giant stadium with what 52,590 fans or so they Um, said which is a lot of people great it looked great especially the uh like the shots outside the stadium where you could see the skyline of the city behind it uh there was one beautiful shot when it was like the sun was setting it just looked gorgeous and this these cricket stadiums are just beautiful and uh yeah I, i thought it looked great 
Yeah, it looked it looked cool. I liked a lot of the they did a press conference the day before with like a lot of great good promotion. Uh, again, seeing different parts of the world of fans that are so hungry for this, right? Like maybe a part of crowds being so boring and quiet all the time is because they're so used to it and they get it whenever mm. WWE or wrestling comes to town like three times a year. Whereas these people in Australia were like just waiting for this. And I'm sure people from Australia and other countries nearby, like came to this city to go to this event. And like, I'm sure they could be doing more than just this. Like they, they could be doing another one like soon back. I, I, I believe they've uh, TKO have struck a deal with Australia. Okay. I, I believe where they are going to be doing multiple of these. Um, I, I think maybe, uh, with it being TKO, probably with UFC as well. Uh, sure, I'm not entirely yeah. sure. But yeah, I, I think this is first of many. And what the, um, where was it? Was it in Houston? Or well, they've struck a, a deal somewhere else with what the Toyota Center? Okay. Off the top of my head in the US, where they're going to bring like these weekenders of UFC and WWE to them. Um, let me look that up. But uh, yeah, I yeah, I think, Saturdays, I think UFC. Three times over the next five years or something like that um wow so yeah they're definitely like yeah getting these deals done now but it's great it's it's great like seeing all these fans being really rabid for this stuff even if it's just elimination chamber it's like it, it's cool to see i loved all the video stuff wwe did kind of documenting the wrestlers showing up whether it's getting off the plane hanging out with koalas you know going to the beach yes. and everything like that uh, a great video I saw. It, it sadly wasn't part of this package. Was a a fan was at a beach a, a day of before the event and found a bunch of wrestlers on the beach. I think it was like Finn hanging out with Bait and Butch, and someone got a video being like, "Hey Finn, hey nice to see you, big fan. Are you excited for Chamber?" And Finn's like, "Oh yeah, okay, you know, thanks for watching and everything." And the guy goes, "Hey, is the Rock gonna show up at the Chamber?" And Finn Balor goes, "Nah, that guy, that guy's a." a bitch he doesn't show up to these things <laughs> kind of thing and people got this on on camera and uh people are kind of laughing that finn's just running down the rock there and then the guy's like what about this guy's like no also not him but uh the ones they showed in the opening for this video were great like you see you know kevin owens later on showing up with like the koala for the match yes it's just oh so i had to use it for the show yeah, it's, it's iconic it's just like did yeah, you see Kyrie like, Zane and Asuka holding koalas? They're freaking no, losing their minds. Oh, I just, bet, yeah, yeah, I'm surprised. I figured you would have used that. I posted it on our our, our Insta because it's just so nice. great. They're, her eyes are just like like she's in in awe of these koalas. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was pretty cool. And and then I, before we go into the the actual like show itself, one of the craziest stories that I think will go somewhat under the radar a little bit is Michael Cole explaining at this press conference that the elimination chamber itself, Davey, we were talking about this just a few weeks ago about like kind of weird that they pick Australia to do the thing where you got to import this giant yeah. structure, right? Okay. Did you hear about this story? Michael Cole said uh, that there was this like disruption of plans for the actual elimination chamber structure. So they had this thing being like shipped in to Australia like weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Right. However, Michael Cole says, and I have the quote here uh, from cagesideseats.com from Michael Cole, who said, this is a structure which took over a month to get here. Originally it was supposed to ship through the Suez canal, but 
pirates made it sure that that didn't happen. So it was sent to Miami. Then it was shipped by truck to LA, put on a ship to Sydney, sent on a train over to Perth. And now the chamber is being constructed as we speak. Jeez. Pirates almost stopped the elimination chamber. Guys. And I mean, I'm a big fan of pirates. So like, you got to give them credit like that. They were like, yo, we're going to stop this, this cargo, this precious cargo. You think these pirates, what if they like successfully, stole this thing and then they open it up and it's just a bunch of fucking chains and padding chains <laughs> yeah I mean, next time guys just just give them backlash for fuck's sake yeah <laughs> yeah like you did not need to ship that, that yeah, as much as we team. want this thing to be worldwide it's like come on <laughs> like that's just it's it's wasteful come on yeah yeah uh, uh, pretty ridiculous. funny though Thankfully, um, I, you know. I just want to correct myself and say it's the Honda Center in Anaheim with this right. four billion dollar deal Holy. to bring UFC WWE weekenders. So you'll have, have like you know a Raw, uh, sorry, like a SmackDown on a Friday perhaps, and then UFC on a Saturday, UFC. that kind of thing. Right? Do they have? Um, I just got Anaheim? my cars confused. Yeah. Right. Anaheim. What Toyota Center? Uh, Honda Center. Right, right. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, Frank in the chat says, where was Paul Burchill? Uh, best pirate gimmick in wrestling goes to Paul Burchill. The Brit, right? The British yes. pirate. Is he? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think sure he was. Uh, yeah, I, I was a big fan of him. <laughs> uh, his entrance was he would swing in on a rope. I mean, it doesn't nice. get any better than that uh, as well. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's talk about the chamber. There was some good and some bad. Uh, not not so much bad. I thought it was an okay show. Um, the pre-show, Kabuki Warriors defeated Candice and Indy. At least Indy got to wrestle uh, in this crazy yeah. stadium in Australia, right? Being from uh, Australia and wrestling a lot in the Indies over there. Indy wrestling. Uh, over there so i thought that was pretty cool um but then the the actual show kicked off with the women's elimination chamber match with becky lynch defeating bianca belair Liv morgan naomi raquel rodriguez and tiffany stratton i thought this match was pretty good in fact i thought it was one of the best women's matches you know sorry a best women's elimination chamber match maybe like Ever and I'm so happy to see Tiffany Stratton just completely excel into the main roster. Uh, like, if she didn't have people's attention before this match, like easily everyone's talking about her after this. I I always love when you see uh, like a wrestler turn a crowd. Um, remembering like you know Gargano versus Adam Cole in in uh new york when uh everyone was booing johnny apart from us to start with and halfway through the match everyone's like what am i doing we got to cheer johnny yeah uh you kind of got that with tiff here who was like getting a lot of grief from the fan, like playfully but from the fans like tiffy sucks all those kind of chants while she was in the chamber and once she got in there uh she just impressed so much i mean we've been singing her praises uh since NXT, you know, we've been saying that this this girl seems to have everything, how quick she's picked it all up. Um, got some really uh cool looking moves. Uh obviously uh the character she's got down, like the sort of daddy's little rich girl, sport brat, center of the universe thing. She's she's just got so well, very comfortable with her promos. And yeah, I thought she absolutely shone in this match where completely won over this crowd uh being the only heel in this match as well but yeah I, right. I see huge things for for tiffany stratton and uh the crowd didn't want to see a beat yeah uh, chance of bullshit 
they they were mad that Naomi went first, but they seemed even more mad when uh, Tiffany got eliminated. I mean, as you said, I I thought this was a a really fun uh, women's elimination chamber. And even though it was predictable, I, I still had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I'd say this show was pretty predictable. Like only a few matches, two of them being chambers. They tend to go, you know, 30 minutes to some 40 minutes or so. But like this one, it had Becky. You you just knew Becky was going to win the thing. But Tiffany was just shining. I mean, jumping off the the top of the pod with the like the swanton onto everyone was crazy. She got so over with the crowd with the Tiffy time stuff that later in the men's chamber, you could audibly hear a loud Tiffy time chants coming from mm-hmm. people again. So like, yeah, she was definitely the star. I'd, I'd say of the show, and I'm, I'm it's it's so great to see her like excel now with the main roster as we kind of thought she would in the last year specifically of nxt she's just been like on fire and and yeah i think by this time next year she'll probably be champion at some point i think so yeah i i can't see it taking too long to distract the rocket to her um i i think as well it it worked the character works as a baby face as well i i always find these characters in tv shows quite interesting kind of you mentioned Buffy at the top, but Cordelia, you know, she is exactly who this character is, like a a spoilt brat. But then as you get to know her, you realize that she, you know, is actually kind of lonely because she's just been princessed all her life and then, you know, finally starts opening up. And I think you could absolutely see that character-wise with Tiffany if you want to make her a baby face one day. Um, but yeah, like, potential rumble winner next year or something like i see huge things but i I, I thought all six women were great i think uh i thought raquel was just you know as the sort of the 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 base really for a lot of these spots was good i still just i i hate the character i don't think she should be a baby face i she needs to stop smiling like as soon as a pod opened she's like coming out smiling punching people it's like what is it um you know, she should just be a monster in this division, in my opinion. Um, but I thought she looked good. Um, I've been really impressed with Liv Morgan since coming back. I thought she cut a really uh, good promo on Raw where we've been saying this is predictable. It's obviously going to be Becky Lynch. But she cut a promo that, you know, put a nugget of doubt in my mind being like, oh, OK. Um, and I thought she looked good. And she's someone who we've been covering since NXT days who didn't really take to it that quickly. It, it's taken real like years actually mm-hmm. for her to kind of put things together. And I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to see her put it all together. Yeah, yo, absolutely. Um, you know, you know, you know, I've been somewhat like critical of Liv, but I definitely think she's she's finding her groove a lot and finding like maybe a bit more of what her character is. But uh I, I thought all of them really shined. It's great to see Naomi and Naomi definitely like picked up some things on her time away and, and wrestling wise and stuff. Like she was always pretty good, but I think maybe she has the potential to to even go to that next level. But a possible mania match I think we'll be seeing is Bianca versus Tiffany. I think Tiffany gets her WrestleMania match very quickly coming up and Bianca's the opponent. If it's not Jade versus Bianca, which yeah, it's, you know, Jade hasn't even wrestled yet. So I, I'd kind of much rather see Tiffany versus Bianca at this I point. I mean, that is something you could do. You could always do the uh a women's battle royal one night just to give to Jade to, you know, something. Right, okay. While Jade is still maybe figuring out stuff in the PC and they're getting the right first singles feud, yeah. that's something that you can, you know, give her a moment kind of 
okay, the Andre, the Giant, the Women's Battle Royal doesn't mean a whole lot. But if if you just want to focus someone, I'd I'd do that. And yeah, Tiffany and Be- uh, Bianca have had a couple of moments backstage, so I would like that. I'm not entirely sure if they're on the same brand off the top of my head. Um, I can't think, but uh, yeah, I, I was I was impressed with this one, and I I quite like the finish with just the sort of the the pins back to back from from Becky. Yeah, uh, just yeah. To kind of, um, yeah. Um, but as Chris Jones says in the chat, predictable isn't bad if it makes sense. And I would say that in a way, WWE's good booking recently has been almost a detriment to this pay-per-view because you, we can see where everything's going. Everything's kind of in place for Mania. Yeah, it's kind and of a pointless pay-per-view. Whereas some years it's, you know, you can see that their scripts are being thrown out every day and they don't know what direction they're going and they don't know where Mania is, where maybe Elimination Chamber is a bit more compelling because you still don't really have a clue what the Mania card is. I think we can probably put, you know, five to ten potential matches that seem pretty certain, um, which... Yeah, the, and I, I'd say this across the board. I thought the quality of the wrestling over this whole show was pretty strong, but you could also maybe skip the whole show because you know where it's going. Yeah, yeah, it it totally gives that vibe. It was like, hey, well, at least Australia is going to pay for us to do it. So yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. Uh, but then they they do show the graphic. It is official. Becky versus Rhea at wrestlemania which i i think is like the biggest women's match in at least recent memory and i know uh we do an nxt review show every time and i had to look up i'm like i swear i've seen them wrestle before the nxt november 20th 2019 edition where they had a one-on-one encounter so wow um which which you know this this is still like a huge fresh thing because they're both at like the like evolutions of their character right now specifically Mm. becky she's kind of been i don't think pushed as like the main star purposely because they're letting other people breathe so uh, i'm i I think this will be a a great match and i i'm genuinely interested in in seeing becky Rhea at wrestlemania even even as i don't think if the rock's closing one of the shows wrestling then like unfortunately i don't think it's going to these yeah i i can't see the women closing either show this year unfortunately just because the the matches they have with the men are, are so huge and so sort of you know box office but yeah i i think they've one of the downsides with ria's run has been it's been clear they're saving the big opponents for big pay-per-views and yeah. therefore most of this whole year um i think they've done a great job of featuring her as a star with the judgment day and stuff but I wouldn't say there's much of note of this title run. Um, but I think, you know, uh, Becky, I, I think since um, coming back from her pregnancy, I think has been better in yeah, ring. And I absolutely. think she's been putting on incredible matches. We've seen Rhea is very capable of it. Um, her match with Charlotte last year, it made our top 10 matches of the year, uh, was was excellent. And I, I think, think it'll be better. Him. I think it'll be better I, I think than it, that. I think it could be. And I, I think they've done a great job where uh, we'll get into AEW and, and news about their women's division a bit later. But I think it's something WWE have done a good job at is keeping stars busy when they're not in the title hunt. And, you yeah. know, having 
Becky in NXT for that short period of time. Um, having her, you know, reignite that feud with Naya, say what you will about Naya, it was kind of a bit of a, a loose end from that broken nose yeah. or orbital bone or whatever it was a few years ago. They've managed to keep her busy where you haven't really been in this last year or so been going, well, where's Be- Becky should be challenging for the title. It's She's been a focus across at least one of their TV shows for the whole year. And now it's it's her time again going into Mania. Yeah, uh, genu- genuinely think this is one of the biggest w- women's matches that I can think. I've I've been loving all the last few big women's title matches at WrestleMania. They've been killing it with the women. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be even even better. I- I'm genuinely excited for. Th- we knew this was going to be the match, but now it's like set in stone. The graphic and everything. So mm-hmm. the chamber was fun too. So I-, I definitely was like higher on it than I thought I would be. So I will really say cool. with the chamber, like I just wish they replace these stupid plexiglass panels it's right they've made it like they light it up they do all sorts of crazy i I don't mind the lights or anything like that i think that looks cool it just looks so flimsy and they're they're telling me oh it's bulletproof glass it ain't it's it's plexiglass that we use to divide booths during covid so we didn't breathe (laughs) over each other it's you see them banging on it and i'm worried it's gonna pop out because it's rattling like i'd say use proper like glass and then gimmick one that smashes yeah one of them should be the yeah one one of them them should be be the the sugar glass or something like that but it just whenever i look at it it's like you're you're not selling it on me that this hurts like yeah i agree i i agree this 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 i hate the chamber matches to be honest now they're so like the same every time they're the same thing for the last 10 years yeah. There's no, there's no chains. And look, I'm not saying the chains that like the chains got rid of it because it wasn't worth taking that bump because it doesn't mm. even look that good when it's just body slamming someone on chains. So now it's just padding, which doesn't make it any different than like, I, I think it's one of the stupidest gimmicks now comparing it to like the older, like the first one, especially it's not the same match. Like those, these are not, this is just, you should just do like, look how much trouble it was for them to bring over the, the structure, fucking pirates and shit. All yeah. for like what you can just have people make entrances, like do an. I mean that that's what uh, NXT do, don't they? Yeah, they, they've exactly. had their kind of uh, sort of gauntlet style matches that are yeah. essentially elimination chamber without a chamber. Um, I think as as well because you can't uh, get under the ring, you don't have the opportunity to do weapons as well. So there's only so much creativity you can do in there, which yeah. Is, Mainly, you know, jump off a pod, put someone through a pod, suplex someone on the harder floor, and that's kind of it. And yeah, sometimes, you know, when someone's eliminated and the doors open, you have an AJ Styles run in. Yeah, like the the the, the whole like actual pod is the is- the thing I have the issue with because it just doesn't like it looks cool, I guess. But imagine spending fucking what three hundred Australian dollars to go and barely see the fucking matches, right? Mm. Like I, you wouldn't see shit from like the 3000 sections or whatever, because there's a giant structure with fucking little holes in it. Like, I mean, realistically, that's the case. If you're sat in the nosebleeds in these stadiums, regardless, like you're watching the screen, a lot of it, even when you're close, you find yourself, your eyes gravitating to the screen, but it's, it's being there. It's like, I, I, I went to the chamber last year and, uh, obviously, it was an arena, not a stadium, yeah, but yeah. you can somewhat see. But I think it's it, the most of it. You're paying for the experience of being there, and, yeah, and having a good time. 
Uh, well, what else was on the show? There was the tag team title match. We got to see our boys. Uh, what are they calling themselves? The, the Knights of the Banana New Republic. Republic. Yeah. Banana Republic. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the new. I went Star Wars. You went uh, store. Uh, the the Knights of the New Banana Banana Republic. Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate. I love it. Pete Dunn was like, "Wow, I got my fucking name back. Look at me. I'm Pete Dunn. Sick. What are you gonna do, Pete Dunn?" Don't call me Pete Dunn. Call us the new quarter catch crew, whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? You just got your name back, man. And now we're going to have to call you something stupid again? Okay. Uh, the new catch republic taking on the judgment day. Uh, this was pretty fun, though. I, I, You know, we've been fans of Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn and finally seeing them kind of uh, succeed on the main roster. I think it was something similar where the crowd weren't too, like, hot at their entrances. They were like, ah, oh, we don't – some of us know who these guys are. They're not quite, like – you know, superstars yet. But by the end of the match, I thought the crowd again were pretty supportive of these two because they were doing a lot of like pretty fun spots and it was a pretty fun match, but judgment day retain. Obviously I think we saw that coming. Um, what'd you think? Yeah. Um, same sentiment as the rest of the show. Like yeah, no real doubt that judgment day were winning this thing, but obviously you've got four incredibly talented wrestlers in there. Um, I'm enjoying the team of, uh, Pete and Tyler, it's, uh, I wonder what the feuds are going to be like outside a championship uh, kind of chase. Um, they're, I'd say they're both still kind of weak when it comes to promos and character and that kind of thing. And in a way, yeah, the name Butch was stupid, but Pete Dunn does kind of work as that silent, moody, uh, yeah. straight man. And, and I don't think, Tyler is entertaining enough as the kind of comic relief. The, of the Zen. Team. What is he going to yeah, do? Yeah, is it, he going to do the Zen character on TV? Right, like, like it's not. Um, you know, Riddle and Dunn worked so well because Riddle is so ridiculous and Dunn is so moody. So I, I don't know how I'm going to feel about them kind of as weekly characters, but I, I do enjoy their wrestling. I don't enjoy that double Tyler driver. The I the told Tyler you, driver, I hate that move. The Tyler driver is a terrible move, anyway. Um, look, look, wait, wait, version. hold on. We we just did we just did our nation review, and we watched Amen Johnson hit that move a few times recently, like like from all those years ago. And it's like that looked great. You know, certain guys hit the move, and it looks yeah. sick. But when they both try to do it, I don't think it necessary. They did. I want to bring up Chris Jones in the chat says. Uh, everyone's laughing at the Birmingham hammer, but we've seen it before. Trent was using that for, for mm. he, he still, he still uses that move. Yep. Uh, in, in fact, so that was kind of a nod for them to tribute to their boy. But, uh, yeah, I, I like this match. What do you think the mania tag title scene is like judgment day versus someone? It's got to be awesome. Truth. I would think, like, oh, I can't, right. uh, unless you, yeah, I, I don't see D no, you're right. being hot enough for that. Um, I think awesome truth makes a whole lot so of sense. It's classic. It's classic WWE. So you're going to see Finn and priest lose the tag titles to awesome truth. Right. And then later that night priest will cash in on Seth. Yeah. I I'm wondering that. Yeah. Um, I do think the, I think something's happening with that drew and Seth match, whether, whether Sami Zayn somehow earns his way into it to make it a triple threat. Yeah. Or, um, you know, I, I almost wouldn't mind, because uh, I, I feel they might be, you know, turning priest babyface and leaving 
Judgment Day. Um, mm. I wouldn't mind if they lost it on night one and he calls his shot for night two and is like, not the Seth Rollins in, like surprise cash in, but just like, a, you know what? I've lost my title. Fuck it. I'm going for it tomorrow or something like that. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. And you can make it a four way if you add Sammy somehow yeah. in that in that mix or something. But yeah, uh, I could see that. I mean, it would be funny for Seth to get the, the cash in on him the way he True. cashed in at WrestleMania. Yeah. So there is that. But yeah, uh, either way, I think Seth is going to be losing that title come WrestleMania to someone possibly. Mm. But uh, so then what else? We had the 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 segment with what Cody Rhodes, the Grayson Waller effect. Yeah. The Grayson Waller effect with Cody Rhodes. And this was so, this was so funny again, this show, sorry to say it was a very predictable show, but like this, you had Austin theory for whatever reason. And cause him and Waller are boys, the real a hole group of wrestling, Logan, Paul, Austin theory and Grayson Waller. Just great. But uh, Logan's getting ready for the chamber at this point. And the, the two of them are out there and like, they just look like absolute, geeks when both seth and cody have like five minute long entrances because the thing is huge the ramp is huge right their music is like looping constantly and there's insane pyro austin theory and grace and waller like all the power to them they've definitely been pretty funny and you know waller was having the greatest day of his life but like oh my god they just sat there looking like complete losers waiting for that like just like Okay. All right. And then you saw like theory was trying to do like some comedy stuff, like looking at his counting his abs and like all this stuff, but like, Oh my God, they just, especially theory. He was just standing there for so long. But uh, this segment was just Cody being like, and rock, I'm probably going to fight you too. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. We, we, I was surprised we didn't actually get an official challenge. It was Cody challenging rock to a singles match and Seth just still basically saying, I got your back. It wasn't Seth being like, no, I want to get my hands on them too. Let's make it a tag. It was, yeah, you can face the rock, but you know, he'll have friends. So I'm your friend. Yeah. Um, found it weird. We didn't get any kind of like confirmation or something. I thought Waller held his own. I, I do enjoy him on the mic and seeing him, uh, you know, in his hometown. Yeah. Well, it was sorry, amazing. Home country doing the shoey. Shoey. Uh, I think he's pretty quick. Theory, obviously, a lot weaker on the mic. Um, I think he he tried to make a outback steakhouse joke because I believe that's not a thing in Australia. No, it's but not. It's an Australian themed thing in the US. And but the thing is, I don't even know if these Australians know that it's a thing in the US. So they're just like, sorry. Yeah, I mean, if he really wanted to offend Aussies, he could have been like, "Yo, Hungry Jacks, it's shit." It's terrible. Yeah. Or he could have shit on bitter. What is bitter beer? Victoria bitter. Yeah. <laughs> he could have, he could have said a few other things, but yeah, it got like, I, we all like probably, I think that line works in the States, but it was like half, it, it just got quiet. When like Australians it. who have been to the U S or know enough about the U S. Yeah. Maybe they'll get the reference, but I don't know if also like, of this 55,000 do. I'll give him the credit. He was like, Hey, I tried Vegemite and it sucks. But like, then you have Aust- his partner who is Australian. Who's like, yeah. yo, I, who's, who just put a video out like yesterday, two days ago, being like eating the proper way to eat with the butter and everything. And mm. I was like, oh, that's great. He's back in Australia doing all the Aussie things, him eating meat pies and stuff. And then this guy's like his, his friend right next to him is like, yo, Vegemite is shit. It's like, it was funny, but I'm like, oh. But 
Austin Theory looks like he only orders chicken tenders. You know, like he's that. I don't kind think of... he. I don't know. He was counting his abs. Maybe he's not... no. I, I mean, he's jacked, but I yeah, can't yeah. see him eating very creative. He's a boring guy. Food, to be honest, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's pretty boring. His his the only thing that he gets over is still doing the rocks catchphrases. Yeah. So that's what he does. Uh, someone in the chat, Chris, also says this segment could have been an email. That's definitely how I felt about this. It was like, okay, a whole lot of nothing to get to a whole lot of... It was giving you your stars without giving you yeah. your stars, really. Again, I'd be a little cheesed at, at WWE if I was going to the show because like, you don't really get to see some of the stars you thought at one point mm. you were going to get, uh, a.k.a. CM Punk and Cody and Seth all not wrestling on this show. But, but still, um, yeah, and another... Bro- Brock versus Dom was meant to be a thing. And obviously the news and stuff, Brock is out. Uh, So yeah, Yeah. Um, it is like as a viewer who just subscribes anyway and watches this essentially for free. Yeah. It doesn't bother me like, okay, four matches. Cool. All right. I'll go have a shower in between this match. Okay. I'll make myself some lunch uh, between these matches. But yeah, being in a stadium and I imagine like Australia is a big place. I imagine people, traveled from all over australia who are wrestling yeah. fans to go to this but it's expensive. Get four matches yeah it's it's not great like for, for a lot of people who are melbourne or sydney and stuff like that's still an expensive flight to go oh, over sure. it's not like yeah. necessarily that cheap it's cheap to go from sid to melbourne but like to go to perth that's the other side of the country right so mm. it is it is still pretty far i'm sure all the melbourne people from that last show who are like you basically gave us a house show but like Where's, you know, where's the other stuff? So I mean, I, I kind of say that they gave them more with Super Showdown. You got Triple H and Taker. You got Triple H and Taker. You got the Buddy Murphy uh, yeah. Cruiserweight match. Like, you, I mean, you got more than four matches on that show. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, we go to the men's elimination chamber, which also uh, had some pretty fun stuff in it as well. We had Drew McIntyre defeating Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, LA Knight, Logan Paul, and Randy Orton, there's a few things in this that were uh, pretty noteworthy, which first of being Logan Paul being put in a chamber and Mm. he pulls out a Sharpie and he starts doodling on his chamber pod, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. He starts drawing devil horns and puts his head in it. And then he puts like Kevin Owens sucks and draws like a fat guy stick drawing. And then he draws that 90s kid s you know what i'm talking about oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like all right man maybe you maybe you aren't that bad maybe i kind of like you because i was the really doodle on every school desk back yeah day, you, right? you look at any desk in the 90s to 2000s of just random s's i don't know what it was that people i i used to do that all the time and i could never understand why but it's such a mm. thing uh so yeah he's put in the pod the bit with him and kevin owens where he keeps like trying to get at him i've seen the memes of like a rabid little dog uh which is pretty funny but um then kevin owens who comes in and hits a choke slam. And I'm like, interesting. I never really see Kevin Owens do a choke slam. And the Michael Cole references on commentary that uh, the day before in Australia, Kevin Owens met a make a wish kid. And his wish was like, Hey, I, I hope you do a choke slam in your match. And Kevin Owens was like, don't worry. I got you. I'll do a choke slam. So like, yeah, second it's a good job. This kid didn't go, Hey, do a double moon. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding like, me? Yeah, I'm sure I'll, I'll do a choke slam for you, kid. If that how it's work, it'd be like, hey, Kevin, can you uh, can you win the match tomorrow? Make sure <laughs> you win the match, Kevin. Uh, but yeah, uh, Kevin hits a choke no, slam. No, I love which, that, though. I thought yeah, that was great. 
I thought that was pretty great and very nice of like them to reference it and everything. So again, Kevin Owens walking in with the koala zoo enthusiast, Kevin Owens. Mm. I, I think he's slowly bringing that gimmick back uh, from the Indies where he just t- would like talk about animals and all his shirts were animals and stuff. And I mean, we're called poison Rana and our logo is a frog and uh, we love animals here too. So I think oh, yeah. he, he just, he just was hitting all the marks for my heartstrings watching from the koala to the, the choke slam. Uh, Kevin Owens was was on top. What do you think his mania match is? Sorry to kind of cut between the match, but I'm, it made me yeah. wonder. Like, hey, where are you going to be doing this mania time? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, ran- like Randy, um, ran- like Randy and Kevin Owens really don't have. No, it's the it's Randy Logan right now, isn't it? Sorry. Randy, Randy, someone else, right? Randy and Logan Paul. No, Logan Paul Rand- and LA Knight. Okay. Uh, oh wait, LA Knight and AJ Styles. It's Randy and LA, Logan Paul. LA Knight, AJ Styles. So yeah, I guess Randy and Logan Paul. Um, yeah. I guess has Randy ever held the US title? I guess maybe, we'll to... maybe yeah, not. Exactly. Uh, so maybe that's why you can do that one. Um, <laughs> Andrew McDonald in the chat uh, is saying my dying wish would be to see one more package pile driver from Kevin mm-hmm. Owens. Yes, I thought that that could be it. Like, hey, you know, you never done it. I yet. mean, I, I'd wish for an end to pod, to poverty, but yeah, sure, Andrew. Uh, well, well, Kevin Owens can't driver. just single-handedly. <laughs> 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 There's a great bit of uh, Pete, da- Pete Davidson's last Netflix stand-up special where yeah. he goes off, he, he explains Make-A-Wish Foundation stuff, and he has a great story where this one kid is just like, I just want to hang out with Pete Davidson. So he's like, yeah, all right. And like, he did it. And he was like, this is amazing. And then the kid was like, yeah, I'm going to like die soon. So Pete just had like spent the whole day with him, tells him, he's like, I told that kid all my secrets. And then like a week later, I called to see how he was doing. And the doctors told me like, yeah, actually he's getting out today. He's, he's healing. And he was like, oh my God, I told this kid everything. And then like, unfortunately the kid did pass right. away. And he was like, you know, Thank God, because like I kind of told that kid some things that I shouldn't have told him, and I was worried, and like got my lawyers ready, and then like it's uh, it's pretty funny. So, uh, uh, but uh, but I've told you before about the Make a Wish commercial with John Cena and the Coldplay song. So, fuck mm. yeah, Make a Wish. Good job, Kevin yeah. Owens. Oh yeah, I hope he I hope he gets a big mania spot. He, he deserves uh, one. Like he, yeah. he's one of the the top guys in the company. Like easily, part of me is almost you know, uh, like even though we've seen it a million times. If him and Sammy don't have anything to do, just fight. be like, hey, do you want to fight each other? We're both good guys, but let's oh, just have a match anyway. Please. Oh, please. Just um, Maybe Sammy's heel now. Like, Sammy goes crazy because he can't win the title. I, and Kevin I'm worried they're going that way. And I, we've had Sammy a, as a heel for too long on yeah. the main roster. I would still like, although the, the baby facings may be, may be losing its juice a little bit, Um I don't know. Yeah, Chris Jones says maybe a multi-man ladder match at Mania for the US title. Yeah. Uh, I could see that, but can't. I do. Ne- I do kind of feel that's maybe wasted on like Owen, Sammy, and Randy doing that kind of match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still, there's definitely the the top of the card. We kind kind of see direction, but there's definitely still some blanks. But um, as for the main men's chamber again, I, I thought it was pretty pretty strong. I was wondering if they were going to do something a little screwy to maybe put the Seth match in doubt what it could possibly be but they they just went with the Drew win which I guess storyline wise does make sense um I actually thought you know both Drew and KO really had their working boots on in this match I thought they were taking pretty much like all of it 
Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And I think the uh, Drew's promos have just been excellent uh, so far. I just, if it is just a singles match, it we have seen it a few times this year. So I, I'd like to know what they're doing to make this a bit different. Um, I do think this is maybe the right character though with um with sammy potentially in a a bigger match on night one in the sorry sammy seth in a bigger match night one that can drive drew a bit more being like hey this is even when i'm getting my mania title match it's the focus is on you on a tag match on night yeah, one or yeah. something so i think there's definitely fuel for him but um i want to see something added whether it's a a stipulation or inserting a Sami Zayn or something like that. Yeah, possibly. Or maybe it's Sammy versus Gunther or Kevin versus Gunther, right? Like there's Sa- a few Sammy V Gunther. I could totally see. Yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. Uh, this match was pretty good too. There was some good stuff, but again, kind of like the, how all these chambers have kind of felt in the past few years. I, I don't necessarily think it's one of the more stronger match types, but all, all the things were hit in order to set up for matches like the stuff with la Knight and logan paul great now we know like sorry uh logan paul and aj styles sorry my mistake the guy who flew uh yeah. there right he flew there just to attack uh la Knight, which is definitely uh player hating and that's there. good i i think la Knight definitely deserves a a mania match um after the last year he's had his popularity and everything and and aj summon as well he's one of those people yeah we we should probably give aj a singles matchup mania too and it's so. it's it's weird that he's heel aj heel but at the same time like la Knight will absolutely cook aj styles on the mic like aj is a heel i, I used to watch tna and when T, when aj first turned heel in, in tna it was one of the most like like ooh, he's he's a interesting kind of heel but that's years years of i enjoyed by. his heel run yeah. uh in wwe against cena i i thought that whole thing yeah beat up really john worked. cena yeah so um yeah in in AJ needed a freshen up, I think. So, kind of makes sense for the the change. And then, uh, and then Logan Paul and Randy, I think, is the direction as well. That that makes sense. I like the you know Randy uh, in the school of Matt Jackson just selling the back now. Everything he does, it's the yeah. the back sell, and oh, I, I think that's a nice little wrinkle to to his game. I now. feel bad though. I, I don't know if it was just Randy selling the back. It looked like half the people on the floor were given like the shittiest little lawn chairs to sit on. Did you see this? No. I don't know. I don't, it's not usually like that at these events. It, usually you get to keep the chair you're like sitting on, right? Like you're, yeah. but if you're like rows and rows back, you don't get, you just sit on like a black chair that you don't get to keep. But instead they made people sit on these like white plastic you think of like your your friend's backyard when you go to the, like those white plastic chairs yeah imagine sitting at a four oh. hour plus show on these things are you kidding me Jeez. again probably paying a thousand dollars to yeah. sit there on a plastic fucking chair i would have been i heard doing weird. a a 90 minute podcast in a nice yeah, gaming chair exactly. you know, like- can you imagine i just i saw those pictures and i was like man it can't be like that everywhere else like that's crazy mm. they just were not prepared maybe or it was ex- maybe pirates stole all those chairs and they, they didn't have the right ones maybe. but yeah uh but i i like the men's chamber as well it definitely set up a lot of other things did you like the men's or the women's chamber more i think maybe the women's yeah i'm kind of on the fence of that maybe i was in, more into that one as well I, but i feel the problem is now what they said this is 37th chamber something like that oh it's, my god it's the matches are good like i probably say you know 3.75 four star range 
um, you'll never think about it again. Though. No. Yeah. Like, and you're not really going to think about any chamber post 2008, 2009. Yeah, yeah in, exactly. In my opinion, just, it's just yeah. there's there's not much new you can do about it. And I think that about a lot of gimmick matches. I think that about, you know, most TLC and ladder matches these days and and all that stuff. It it makes it difficult to come up with something new um, with these things. But Chris Price says the chamber match itself needs to be later in the year. I mean, it, it is a nice kind of gimmick to use to set up your, when you do have the two titles, to set up the other yeah. title post. Yeah, it's like, um, hey, we're going to take all the best guys or women and then the winner of that gets a shot. It's pretty fair, yeah. But I think if you do it as like a title match in that, you know, lame duck period around no like September to December, you could do a surprise title change in a chamber, you know, yeah. for a couple of months, that sort of yeah. thing. But, mm. Then we had the main event, the main event of this stadium show, Nia Jax. Yeah. Wild. Two Australian born. So apparently Nia Jax is actually born in Australia. Uh, all right. That, so pretty that, cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Look, uh, not the biggest Nia Jax fan. You got me. Uh, maybe one of my least favorite wrestlers to watch. I thought this match was all right. I think everything kind of played into, yes, the predictable game of not a chance with Nia Jax dethrone Rhea Ripley, but Rhea Ripley getting that huge star treatment here, like coming out like an actual like superhero to these people, 50,000 plus people screaming and losing their minds for Rhea, who has had an incredible year of being a huge star. Like she's just been like everywhere on, on all the shows. And she really, like you said, a lot of the B pay-per-views, her matches are like the same thing. Like, you know, she's not losing it to this. They're waiting for these bigger matches. And I mean, again, say what you will about Nia Jax. I thought she picked the spots perfectly. She looked like the classic big heel. And then finally getting Rhea to hit the riptide is which we all knew was yeah. what was coming anyway. So, and send the, send the crowd home happy and, and give her this moment from, you know, wrestling in Australia to 10 people to 50 plus thousand. So uh, I, I even, I even got into this obviously with like, more story behind it with you know Rhea and her Australia homecoming, but and her family in the front row and everything. So I I still really like this. Like maybe one of my favorite Nia Jackson matches I've ever seen, possibly. So uh I'll give her that. Yeah, I, I kind of echo your sentiments. Um I think as as much as we don't particularly enjoy Nia in ring, I do think this made sense because as we mentioned, you you don't want to necessarily burn Rhea versus Bianca for the first time on main roster on a B-level setup to Mania pay-per-view. Um, you're not going to do Becky Lynch here. That's going to be Mania. And everyone else are going to be quite a bit below where to heat them up, like heating up a Piper Niven or a Raquel Rodriguez that level it's just not going to work and it's going to feel such a like raw level match i think and whereas here you put someone like naya who is universally hated um you know everyone's going to boo her as a heel um you've got the uh you know they they booked her pretty dominantly coming in you know going over becky and uh just the whole squash thing, squashing the whole roster. I think Nia is good on mic on the mic as a as just a a heel that you just completely dislike. I think she sounds confident and she works in that way. And 
then you're building up to Naya just hitting a big move on this this big woman, which is always impressive to see. So I think it made a whole lot of sense. Like on paper at first, you go, what, Nia Jax main eventing this stadium show in Australia? What the fuck? But when you look at the rest of the options, I, I don't really know what else, who else you'd have gone with for Rhea in this spot. And uh, I thought Nia did a good job in, you know, accentuating her strengths and hiding the weaknesses in this match. And and I thought they, they did put on... Uh, together something pretty good here and probably actually one of Rhea's more memorable title defenses during this reign oh you're on mute yeah it it was great like everything you kind of said and everything I've said but now we can go forward with Becky won the chamber the match graphic pops up it's official Becky Rhea so yeah now we can go forward with that big matchup we'll have some great stories in the next few weeks i'm sure some promo battles between the two which i think could be good because again they're both at like the like great stages in their career becky's done it all already she's been to that mountaintop but not faced someone like this and the real test for becky will be deep down can i have a better match with Rhea than charlotte because you know that's what she wants to do she wants to beat charlotte in any way possible and i think she could do that so Definitely looking forward to that. So, yeah, Rhea just looking like a, a superhero in this Australian crowd and, uh, and everything. So it was, it was cool. And I hope they go back because uh, I think it was Sean Ross Sapp reporting that it looked like it was supposed to be Bronson Reed facing Seth in a match. But because of Seth's injury and mm-hmm. Bronson, uh, you know, his wife at the time was pregnant, who, who has now had their baby. And he, yeah. he was at back at home. So I'm sure it hurts for him not to be a part of that show. But down the line, that is something you could go to Bronson versus, you know, your champion. Uh, down the line but Bronson Seth would have been pretty good Bro- Bronson is someone who is definitely just kind of waiting I- I'm not talking about necessarily a SummerSlam or a Mania or something but he's definitely someone I think you could push as a challenger for your world heavyweight championship at a yeah. backlash a payback uh, that kind of level event but but yeah so going forward like we have what five weeks till Mania or something like that maybe less I think uh, so point. yeah five yeah. six weeks so we're, we're going ahead towards that. And we, we kind of know a lot of our matches. Like we've got Cody versus Roman. We've got EO Bailey, Seth drew Rhea, uh, Rhea versus Becky. So there's some other ones that we can fill in like AJ LA Knight, Randy, Logan, Paul, and uh, possibly some tag team title stuff in there. Maybe a little ladder. Uh, so I don't know. Well, there'll, there'll be a lot. So either way, it's looking pretty. It's, yeah. I'm pretty, pretty happy. There's been, some manias I've gone to where as the cards coming together, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm sure I'll have fun. I'm looking forward to that one match, but overall there, but uh, I'm pretty excited for everything they've announced so far, to be honest, and everything that looks to be happening. Yeah, absolutely. So good time to uh, be a fan because it's going to be just great going into mania. I can tell with some of these feuds and stories that they've got, they've done a great job in recent memory of hyping up, other characters you know back in the day if the rock came in it would just be about him cutting the same old cookie cutter shit and instead they've even flipped the script on that right and still haven't announced that match which i'm sure they will soon so the rock has to show up again on tv and make that match official because then people will be buzzing about how it's the rock announced to wrestle which i I imagine is the case so uh pretty good what about some uh, AEW stuff should we talk about some some yeah i I'd love to maybe start with talking about uh, Sting's promo on Dynamite, which yeah. like gave me shivers, to be honest. we uh, Pulling back the curtain a bit, we recorded Best Match Ever Sting on Wednesday. I spent 
all day i watched what 10 sting matches 10 11 we sting watched matches. probably more than that actually because we had some During- like we had some time off when we were like chilling and, and eating before the show and we we're like let's just watch more sting so we watched like a full day's worth of sting so yeah spent all day hours and hours watching sting then talked with nate for almost three hours about the entire career of i think sting. it was over three hours but yeah maybe <laughs> and then throw on dynamite and get this Maybe the best promo of Sting's career, uh, potentially, you know, his last promo as an active wrestler, um, bringing up the the passing of his father and how the Young Bucks attacked his family. And in, in all his like 40 years of wrestling, no one's ever targeted his family and he's not going for a match. He's going for a fight and all that. And just the the pure emotion, like it made me super emotional. And I, I think it was partly due to the, the day we had but it was like wow i just spent a whole day watching the whole career of sting and then this incredibly powerful promo at the end where i'm just so ready for this match and i think they've done such a wonderful job building for it yeah no i i, I agree like sting sounded so good and at first it was like darby and you could tell sting was like beside him off camera and then mm. like the camera then turns to sting and he just yeah, made it so so compelling for this story. I, I've actually really been enjoying the Young Bucks as this character, but I've been enjoying, like, it sucks to be like, hey, Sting's going to retire at this date, and now he's the tag champion. He's never lost in AEW. Clearly, like, the Bucks have to beat him, and then they get the titles, right? Like, that's so should happen, right? Like, he can't, giving, he can't beat them, and then, but this promo, you're like, oh, I'd kind of want you to beat the Bucks, but. Giving a little, like, uh, spoiler for our um, best match ever, we talk about how selfless Sting is as a performer. Yeah. And yeah. and we we bring up a couple of moments during that show where, you know, Sting could have maybe been a bit more selfish. Because of that, I want him to win it. I want him right. to, to retain the titles, you know, retire these versions of the, the tag titles because, you know... Okay. Maybe it's time for a little refresh with them. Sure. Uh, have set up a, a tournament. We know AEW love tournaments to crown your new champions. Um, that maybe the Bucks being heels and EVPs can book themselves in the final anyway, and it's the winners of this tournament right. face them. But I don't know. There's something I... You know Sting will want to go out on his back, but the Bucks don't need to beat Sting. Here. No, it, And I, mean, I think it, especially with the the angle of them beating up his kids and stuff. You kind of want to see Sting get his own back. So yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I'm actually really wanting Sting to not go out on his back, which isn't usually the case. I kind of, I, I kind of agree. Yeah. Like, look, you could easily have the Bucks win. Then they go, we retired Sting, which is kind of not really the case, but you know, for storyline, you could go that route, but it would be a whole like moment, a whole thing. If he does retire, as champion, they have to vacate it. And he's like, he, he goes undefeated in AEW essentially. And yeah, he's someone who, who would always do things for other people. So they it would be you, nice. You know, we're probably getting the, I'm sorry, I love you thing. But yes, this time it's, you are. well, you're getting Ric Flair because Ric getting- Flair's, uh, this is a little tiny wrinkle that like you don't need at all. But Ric Flair has been off TV. We've been saying like, hey, is he even here anymore? And then he shows up this week with his, uh, ankle socks no socks in his loafers as he gets mm-hmm. out the car and he basically is like says what we've been saying he's like oh i thought i'd be a lot more like 
involved in this and clearly i'm not so i need to see what's best for me and then goes into the bucks dressing room i'm like yeah i mean they, absolutely this is that. classic flair and sting isn't it yeah they're, they're exactly. friends and then flair turns them in yeah every exactly time. so, so i like a little that. like wrinkle in it that i'm like you didn't even need to do that and you did and like i might be on my own but i really like i'm a big you know i'm like yeah fuck it you got him here we don't need to see Rick and AW after Sting's gone anyway. So does like, Sting, do it. does Flair take the Scorpion death yes. drop? Yeah, either okay. the death drop or the the, the Scorpion death Scorpion lock. death lock. Sure, uh, sure, yeah. But yeah, I'd love to see it. You know, you're setting up. It's going to be, I'm sorry, I love you, super kick. Sting catches the boot, turns it round, death drop, one, two, three. Would be a, a nice little twist on it. That would but be a great finish, yeah. I, I'm so ready for this match and i i think this whole pay-per-view looks incredible i'm yeah yeah i so wish i booked a flight to north carolina for this it just that close to mania and we knew we were going to be doing mania for quite a while yeah not not gonna happen but i it's a venue i'd love to go to um i've never been to north carolina i'd love to check that out as well and but this whole pay-per-view looks incredible top to bottom so far and with this closing the show i think it's going to be such a such a memorable moment uh in wrestling full stop definitely something we'll be talking about at end of year shows i think yeah this this pay-per-view looks absolutely stacked i was gonna say it's a 12-hour drive if you didn't want to fly but that's a lot so let's just watch it from home sadly but there's like over sixteen thousand tickets sold like this is going to be one of their pa- most packed shows in recent memory here but genuinely excited for this uh other stuff from dynamite i i really love sting's promo uh can't wait for that match i thought wardlow sounded good as well i know he was oh, yeah. on 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 punk and cody and it was kind of some i don't want to say low-hanging fruit but he made it a way that it made sense like he did have matches with these people he did kind of hurt punk i guess it, it's it i thought it sounded yeah. good i i heard some criticism of it uh especially after a week after the the derby line which you know I, I didn't overly care about too much, but um, but this one did make sense. He's referencing people that he you know he should have beat Punk in yeah. that match they had, and they were setting up for down the line a, a rematch with that um, for injuries, etc. So uh, and and the same with Cody as well. So I think his lines made sense this time round, and you know you can reference people you've beaten in your career. Like it's, yeah, I think that's course. okay. Yeah, it's not course. just the, you know, sometimes dropping a name for the sake of dropping the name and it not actually having much context. He actually like, has just, wrestled these people in the last, like, yeah, little, like, so it's, it's, it's fine. So we're getting the meat madness, right? Wardlow, big, Lance big Archer Hobbs, and Hobbs and Lance Archer. So the meat yeah. match coming. So you should add Keith Lee to the, the match to make it the meat match. Is he healthy right now? Oh, is he not? Okay. Damn. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that was pretty good. Uh, so I, I know just to circle back to the Wait, young, sorry, buddy, can I, I just want to yeah. go back to Wardlow for a sec. It's this undisputed kingdom thing just isn't working. No, I mean, no. I know it's, it's kind of, you had to, you had to kind of finish the angle with the devil cause MJF was going to be out, but Adam Cole is still ways away from being cleared. So it's just, it was just DOA, I think. And this promo from Wardlow, it made me almost be like, just leave the group. Just not be in it. Cause, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it it's, sucks. Because, this yeah. has been the most compelling thing of this group so far was this promo that Wardlow cut, which had nothing to do with Undisputed Kingdom. 
and didn't have the other lackeys around him. So um, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, not working, unfortunately. Yeah, it's not working. It's all it's it's the it's the injury, right? That's what definitely mucked it all up. But it made it a very bad angle for months, and it's and still going on with this group. But maybe we'll see. Like Wardlow should win the match on on the pay per view just to give him something. But um, yeah, other stuff from this show, I, I was like, hey, they're they're booking Mox and Claudio versus FTR. I'm like, that's weird. They should probably book that for the pay-per-view. And then we watched the match and we were so sucked into it. And then they ended with a brawl where we like, oh, they are doing it again at the pay-per-view. So that is official. And to make things even crazier, this upcoming Wednesday on Dynamite, the go-home for Revolution, is now a six-man tag match. FTR yeah. and Eddie Kingston taking on uh, the Blackpool Combat Club, Danielson, Mox, and Claudio. Like, what the hell? That is a pay-per-view worthy match right there. So, holy shit. Can't wait for Dynamite and Revolution this upcoming week. But love that match on, on Wednesday. Uh, also loved Hangman Page seemingly working the entire world for about a day before it came out that, no, he wasn't actually injured. He was just really good at his job. Um, and then he's, he's also kind of a a heel because here he is dealing with hook and RVD as his partners who are like in AEW sense, really beloved characters and guys, and he's just being an asshole. So it was kind of a a fun dynamic there against, um, what is it? It was Joe swerve. Sorry. Joe was on commentary. I think, fuck who was in, I can't even remember who was in the match. Sorry. The the six man. Yeah. Sorry. It was the hook. And the Mogul Embassy, that's that's who it was. So yeah. uh, Swerve and Cage, right. Um, so so going forward to like this pay-per-view, was this sort of an angle to maybe get Hangman out of the match? I'm not sure, but I do hope it still is the triple threat going forward. But th- I, yeah. I, I really I really like Dynamite this week. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought it was strong too. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're going to pull him from the match or not. I, I feel the the... For once, like the triple threat seems to make the Work. most sense, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, or it was just something for that match to, you know, not have him be involved with the loss of the team, potentially. Uh, I, I then briefly put on Collision and I watched some parts of Rampage. And I wanted to, when I was saying circling back to the Young Bucks in in something that I didn't, they should have done this on I guess Dynamite is when they messed around with Tony Schiavone, right? They shoved him, or was that last yeah. week? I can't remember. Uh, but on, last week, I think. But I think this was on Rampage. They they basically go to the ring and they they're like, "Hey, Tony, you know, we won't we won't do anything. We're so sorry, Schiavone." And then they go, "Hey, here's a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card," <laughs> which had me dying because you, you heard the stories of Punk going around giving people gift cards and stuff in AEW. Oh, okay, right. So this was somewhat of their like little fucking bucks type elite digs or whatever but uh I, i'm super excited for a lot of this but yeah collision had danielson and and uh june akiyama akiyama right yeah yes who uh, for whatever reason as soon as this match was announced i've had sade smooth operator stuck in my head but june akiyama june akiyama Nice. I, I think he's wrestling a bunch of shows in WrestleMania weekend. I think he's wrestling on the DDT show, <laughs> actually. Sorry, Sade so, is? Yo, I wish. I Sade lovers rock, man. Need to come back on that tour. She should be she should be making some new music, actually. But uh that'd be sick. Sade at GCW clusterfuck. Mm. 
be good. Uh, Danielson, Jun Akiyama was pretty good. Uh, got into it and then really liked the stuff after the match with Danielson and Kingston kind of flipping him yeah. off. And then June is like, yo, that's my boy. What are you doing? And yo, the the like, oh, I'm doing? sorry. And then kicks him, yeah. Kicks yeah. him in the balls. And, uh, it was, it was some good stuff. Love it. But yeah. Uh, should we go through some predictions for revolution? Go through the match sure. chart. Cause I don't think yeah. we'll be doing that. I, I don't think we'll be going live next Sunday just because it would be before the pay-per-view. So yeah, uh, I'm not sure quite know if we'll go live because I know we have uh, real jobs and stuff. So if we don't go live for a new poison Rana next week, because of revolution, maybe we'll start up next uh, on Tuesday with some thoughts on, on revolution and everything. Yeah, that if sounds that, good to me. If that makes okay sense for everyone else, but let's go through the revolution show. So we got uh, sting and Darby taking on the young bucks, which we kind of went through our legit prediction of sting and Darby should win undefeated here. Uh, in AEW, so are we going with that new chance? Uh, yeah, let's go with my heart here, Sting Darby. Yeah, all right. And then we have Orange Cassidy taking on Roderick Strong for the international championship. I think Roddy should take the title from him. Uh, absolutely, I think um, it's a somewhat Roddy, like we used to call him Mister TV, right on NXT. I think he is someone who can uh, put on high quality matches kind of weekly like we've seen orange Cassidy do uh th- this title reign with Cassidy, it really it doesn't feel the same as it did the first time round. you know like he he needed to get that win over moxley but since then this this reign hasn't had quite the same feel to it he's still been putting on great matches but i i think it's time for him to move on and i, I like he's someone i'd like to see mix it up in the in the world title scene as well so yeah i think roddy i think we said Undisputed Kingdom needs something and maybe maybe having another title is, you know, going for that, uh, the Undisputed Prophecy again might work. The, un- the, the Undisputed Kingdom Prophecy. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Roddy. I know this, we just said that this group isn't working, but having him being pushed a little bit more might somewhat help. And he is good. He always puts on good matches and he has been a kind of, popular character in the last year here in AEW, like all, all the power to, I'll always be a Roderick strong guy. I love orange Cassidy too. So there's, there's always stuff, stuff you can do with him and and especially the best friends and stuff. So I'm going to go Roddy too. Sorry, orange. Um, we got timeless Tony storm and Deanna Peraza. Um, so I like the stuff this week as well with them kind of, uh, unfortunately that almost looked like an injury there with uh, Madison rain. I hope she's all right. But mm. um, the story and the split screen with the color, and the black and white and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think I think this match could be really good. And considering the fact these two have a lot of history together, they are, you know, they or sorry, they were best friends according to this mm-hmm. story. I think they're going to go out there and absolutely kill it when it comes to the match. So definitely looking forward to it. Deanna can be hit and miss, but these two will have some magic, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I'm hoping. I think this has potential to be one of the best aw women's matches um and i hope it lives up to that i think they've done a a good job um building this um where you go with it um i worry that you know with aw's booking of the women's division if diana loses this she just becomes another ruby soho she should win ember moon slash all these people they brought in um I kind of think she should win. And I think Tony Storm doesn't necessarily need the title for this gimmick. I think she's uh, got to that level now where she's 
she's a character that doesn't need a title and they'll yeah. find ways to feature her. I um, think, yeah, the, the videos that she's been doing, she could be doing like sad movies, right? Because yeah. she's lost the title and everything. And I, I think she could spin off into into things. But Deanna, I mean, you, you, you could have Mariah May somehow inadvertently cost Tony, which starts a little feud okay, uh, between right. those two, which isn't involving the title. Um, I know this this company has far too many titles, but I do think something like a women's tag might help this division out a bit because it will give something that other people can be fighting for when they're not going right. for that main title. But yeah, I think Diana. I, I think Diana should win this. Diana, and then like obviously with Mercedes Monet coming in, she, you know she'll be a big part of this division as well, and possibly be championed by Wembley or so. So we'll see. But I'm interested in this match, and I think Diana should win. So I'm going to go with with her. Uh, another match I'm looking forward to: Eddie Kingston taking on Brian Danielson one more time. The last time we saw these two fight on TV was just Chef's Kiss, and they beat the shit out of each other. And now we got videos of. Uh, Eddie Kingston training at what Sab- Sabatelli's gym, <laughs> getting ready. Okay. He's fucking right. He's ready. He's not. He's not being called a bum anymore. He's getting ready for mm-hmm. this match. And if, like I said, the last time they they slapped the shit out of each other, so this time they're gonna go balls to the wall. And the storyline, I'm seeing Chris Jones again in the chat saying, "Sorry, but I've had enough of seeing Brian rolling around on the mat with elderly Japanese blokes." Honestly, it's been the story for this thing eddie kingston's like the whole like oh i love old japanese wrestling and my idols and my heroes and triple crown champions so danielson's like all right bet i'm gonna beat up everyone you love just to piss you off even more he's just trolling the guy so danielson is so great at like being one of the most beloved wrestling characters ever and in a fucking flip of a hat he can be healed for like two months and then one day he's like oh yeah wait no you still love me though right you still love me and then you're you're back at being a baby face so uh, i think this is a match people are somewhat sleeping on because it's like, hey, we've seen this before, but this will bang. There's something uh, something about as well. This is being Danielson's last full year as a sorry last year as a full time professional wrestler. Yeah, it's it bucket list list stuff for him. He's ticking off. I think. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm quite happy to see it, uh, yeah. especially on a show like. Uh, I think Collision is a good place for that to do those kind of matches. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, but. I do see Eddie winning again. I think you've got this, uh, the gimmick of, you know, the handshake and the respect. You're not really going to introduce that and not do it. I think the the character of Eddie needs to beat Danielson more than Danielson needs to beat Eddie. Um, but I, I loved their match on, on dynamite a couple of months ago. I, um, yeah. I think I preferred that one to the, the mocks Eddie final. Um, so I'm looking forward to them going at it again. I'm sure this will be great. Uh, something else that is announced from last week, we saw Daniel Garcia cut a great promo and then Christian Cage comes out and cuts even a more scathing promo on Garcia, revealing some things about his parents and his his dad, right? Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Christian was watching Sting's promo earlier and was like, huh. Sting, Sorry, how many, how many, yeah. there's, there's one dynamite left. Before. I can still get that dig in. Christian's yeah. just like licking his lips there. But yeah, uh, great promo from Christian as well here on Garcia, basically saying like, hey, doesn't your dad live at this address, which the internet was quick to realize is the address of a cemetery in Buffalo. So uh, very evil Christian Cage, basically like, oh, I hear people are saying Drew McIntyre is the player hater of the year, huh? All right, hold on a second. Who's, 
whose dad's dead. Let me talk about it. And yeah. then just goes off yet again, making just such great care. I can't wait for this match because now it's official revolution Christian versus Daniel Garcia for the TNT title. And I, I kind of hope they give it to Daniel Garcia. So therefore he can take this title and spin it off into a bunch of other stuff and take a run with this title and therefore allowing us dynamite in Toronto in a few weeks Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland one last time in the dot here in Toronto would absolutely be the right booking. And I don't think you need the TNT title for that necessarily, but either way, this is a match I didn't necessarily think we'd get. And Garcia Christian, I think will, will be great. Oh, absolutely. I, um, I think that makes a whole lot of sense. I obviously Adam Copeland's not booked on this pay-per-view, but, I he's absolutely out. see him having he's costing him the, there. Yeah, he's going to cost absolutely. him the title. I think he costs... Um, it's a way... Adam Copeland doesn't need this TNT title. And I think once... If you were to put it on him, it's then like, okay, then what do you do? I think he's fine without the title. You can push him into a world title feud at one point, at some point. But for now, this is a great way to get the title off of um, Christian get it onto Daniel Garcia, who's someone they've been building up pretty nicely since the beginning of the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, sorry, not the Cruiserweight Classic. Continental Classic. Um, this kind of caps off that story. Um, and then Garcia can just be having great matches defending this title, be more prominent. And then you've got another reason to go back to Christian versus Adam Copeland because Christian's been like, nah, I beat you. I beat yeah. you. It's We're over. Whereas now it will be Christian wanting to face Copeland because of him losing him his pride and joy. And obviously you've got big business, which is a big show as well. But I do think the Toronto uh, date makes the most sense to cap this. Please, please. Like I've watched these two live for absolute years. And I was at the last time they fought in Toronto in the front row, losing my mind. So I would really like to we're going to be going to this dynamite and shout out anyone who's going to dynamite in toronto join us for our dynamite after party with wrestling karaoke and games and prizes and wrestling drinks at sneaky d's uh if you're unfamiliar check out our stuff but i think that would be like a perfect match they've sold they've dropped the prices on a lot of the tickets here in toronto they've sold some more they've moved some more i, I know it's over three thousand. it might be around four now i'm not sure but they will the crowd will be there for for edge and christian for sure so Definitely looking forward to that. And as again, Torontonian selfishly really want that match. You could you could have it's it's still for the title and make it a ladder match because you know those two in ladder matches mm-hmm. and stuff. But either way, just having them on the they kind of did use all of that in their in yeah. their last match though, didn't they? I still kind of want to see it. I told you I'm mad about the the first time they had a ladder match against each other and it was kind of not that great. So I'm like, you need mm-hmm. to you need to fix that, guys. You fix yeah. that. But yeah, looking forward to that match with Christian and Garcia. Uh, at Revolution. We also mentioned the Meat Madness match, Wardlow, Hobbs, and Lance Archer. Oh, and someone else to be added as well, apparently. So uh, either way, Wardlow should win this match. Yeah, yeah, he needs yeah. to. They're the guy, he's the guy that they're trying to build up again right now. And then um, FTR versus the BCC guys as well. So that should be fucking great. Oh, and then the main event, I think I skipped over, which is... Uh, sorry, no, I skipped over another match. Will Ospreay and Konosuke Takeshita, which will be the match of the night easily. Like, someone's getting their head knocked off in this match. Like, these two are going to kill each other. Like, yeah, I know it's, um, I know it's Ospreay's first match 
officially in AEW. Right. As like as an official roster member. But I kind of think Takeshita should win this. I, I think Damn. it's uh I think Takeshita should way, cheat. Should cheat to Yeah. Him. You have you have Callis and the family screw Osprey out of this win. Um, but you know, Takeshita is someone that, you know, he's got the win over Kenny, he's got the win over Jericho. Um, I think he should win this and continue and be elevated, have a world title program in the down the line. I I don't think Yes, win, wins and losses matter, um, but Osprey's so spectacular. I think people, everyone should be aware of him by now who's watched AEW from his Forbidden Door appearances and that sort of stuff. I don't think if Osprey loses, oh, they're jobbing Osprey. Oh, this is over. I don't think that's the case at all. So I think there's maybe a bit more juice to have out of a Takeshita win. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at that at all easily because they, they've been so hot and cold with, with Takeshita and hopefully they, they get it right. Um, I think he's on the right track now and having a win like that could put him into the next level. Like he could be someone you face Garcia and beat for the t- TNT title or something like mm-hmm. that or, or d- down the line. There's so many different titles. But uh, Osprey, like he's already been in AEW. He's won some high, you know, marquee matches here in AEW already. And having him lose might like, bring him down to you know we're not like oh he's undefeated i think he's been defeated or whatever but anyways i think this match would just be the best match on the show yeah between the two of them like these two are gonna kill it so can't wait i it just needs to go to osprey being gone from the callus family like he should not be associated with him he should not be in that anymore so i think going forward either way osprey will be like potentially main eventing wembley this year so uh this match i'm just so excited yeah, uh, and then the main event, the triple threat for the AEW Championship. Joe, Hangman, and Swerve. I think Swerve is winning this one. Yeah, I'm... I'm I, you could go yeah. all three ways, really. I think there's, there's still a lot you can do with Joe as a champion. Um, and, you know, as I said, if you get... Have Takeshita win that match against Osprey, like Joe and Takeshita down the line could be something uh interesting. Oh wow, yeah. Um True. I think as well, um you know, uh sorry, what else? Um yeah, Swerve. I think Swerve winning, like capping off his story seems good as well. But maybe do the full flip with Hangman a complete uh heel and Swerve chasing him for the title to win it could be something you could do as well. So I'm, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I love heel hangman so much. I, I like, fuck it. I'm going to say heel hangman. Yeah. With the stash and everything, man, he looks, yeah. he looks like a, fucking, he looks like such a great character. Like, like the way he looks right now with the stash and everything and the way he's been acting slow burning of this evil hangman, I'm here for it. And, uh, uh, I, I could go any any way with this triple threat because I I kind of don't want Joe to lose at the same time. Mm. I'm like, ah, we could have more of this big boss man Joe. There's definitely me. more we can have. Yeah. Had, I, what, I changed my mind so far. No, nah, I changed my mind. I don't I don't know if we need Hangman and Swerve yet, but part of me part of me does think it's going to it's going to flip, but I kind of want I want Joe to keep it just to keep the Joe going. I mean, it, it's a way like Joe winning can protect everyone as well by having swerve and hangman are so focused on each other that joe picks up the scraps that kind of thing it's just like Um, what would you do with those two after 
right? It's like mm -hmm. tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. But yeah. either way, this card is one of the most stacked cards they've had in quite a long time. And they got a huge crowd that's going to be there, 16 plus thousand. So Sting's last match, Greensboro. Let's go, baby. It's going to be fucking awesome. So definitely jealous mm -hmm. of anyone going there. Let us know if anyone in the chat or listening is going. We'd love some uh, feedback from, from your live perspective. But, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be watching that next. We're going to have some friends over for that one for sure. So looking forward to it. Um, I'm tempted to just say fuck it and go, to be honest. This show's looking so good. <laughs> it's it's really – it will be one of the best shows of the year, if not. It'll be yeah. really hard to top this, with especially with the Sting retirement and everything too, right? That's just something added is so special I'm to it. I wonder if I could fly in, fly out, you know, avoid a hotel and just – Just go and come back? Okay, how much is a flight? I'm, I'm, th I'm looking – I'm looking. <laughs> uh, some other things that happened in the world of wrestling. I mean, I watched a lot of wrestling this week, but I sadly did not have time to check out the New Japan show, which all I know coming out from it is, remember David Finley beat Osprey and Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom mm -hmm. and then became the, the what, the continental the champion? Global no, Global champion, champion right? Yeah. Honestly, the global champion. Well, David Finley just lost that title to Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth, over in Japan uh there for anyone interested I, I i would check it out i'm just i didn't really think that was the right call with finley he, he wasn't really uh doing it for me but now with ziggler maybe they'll they'll go push him really hard as one of their big stars and then on the other end of the spectrum tanahashi you know how we kept saying that uh that title he holds the tv dinner tray the the rolling yeah. tray title well it really is a rolling tray now because matt riddle has defeated tanahashi for this championship and uh, I don't know how much rolling he's going to be doing over in Japan, but I'm sure he, he's flying back real quickly to to get over that. Or he's or he's got the pens, you know. Uh, but either way, Riddle is a champion over there now. So uh, the Gaijins taking over New Japan Pro Wrestling. But um, and and then the the moment with Okada and Naito where they had this like final standoff, and basically Naito spits in Okada's face, which causes what? them to, to then fight. So they don't have a match, but they like fight. And I guess setting up your main event for forbidden door three, <laughs> Okada Naito. representing, representing AEW and Naito representing new Japan. Yeah. I'm joking, but uh, that's probably the fucking match. So get ready. New York's Queens in June, because that's where forbidden door is going to be in uh, Arthur Ashe which is pretty crazy as well. So Yes, is that confirmed now? It's not confirmed, but a lot of people have been reporting that this looking news. Looking very so, unlikely. So uh, could be could be good. Forbidden Poor 2? New York? Queens? <laughs> <laughs> it's When's right June? Yeah, good time to go. Mm. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Lots of stuff going on in... Uh, yeah, I, I honestly, this... I completely forgot New Japan were having a show last night. It was... Well, it was Okada's last match, right? The, yes his actual last match. match yeah i like looking at things on twitter i haven't heard too many good things about this show so far uh okay some interesting title changes there but um yeah i i probably am not ever going to go back and watch this show to be honest. yeah no I, I i'm excited if you were to announce some bigger ziggler stuff definitely would get some attention but uh, they're in a bit of a restructuring phase with letting people, a lot of these guys go. Like they've lost their A and B with Osprey and Okada. Like mm. to me, anyways, th that last show was legit their season series finale for a while. They need to really, Tanahashi, Presidente, he's lost that TV title. So he's going to have to focus his time on fixing 
whatever is going on in New Japan. Yeah. But uh, hopefully they gain some momentum again. But they have lost a lot of their stars. I think Suzuki was hinting at leaving New Japan as well. Like there could be a lot of people jumping ship. Who knows? We'll see. It, Tony's just going to hire everyone from Japan. He's just like, yeah, we don't need New Japan anymore. I can do the Tokyo Dome is what he's <laughs> he's thinking. Um, and then anything else in the world? I saw that Seth Rollins at the Elimination Chamber presser after the fact uh, had a great line in an inter- in, a, in a line. He was asked a question and um, he was asked about CM Punk. And Seth said, I, I don't want to say I told you so, but me and a lot of other people told you so. What's the line again? Fragile mind, fragile body, fragile ego. I think somebody oh, that I know. I think somebody that I know said something like that about him, and it rings true. Wow. <laughs> you know, I'm, wow. you know, I can be critical of Seth, but yo, Seth dropping bombs. As soon as Seth is cleared, which, like he said, should be like soon, this motherfucker needs to step up. He can't let The Rock be calling him Cody's wife. You got to step yeah. up, Seth. You got to pin The Rock. He's pinning The Rock. I'm you're going it. for it. <laughs> I'm 100%. St- I I think that makes the most sense and is best for. You're like, insane, but I I'm for it now. Like, like you're, it's it's such an insane thing to think this guy is gonna pin the Rock. But man, I'm. I think for it, it. him pinning the Rock makes his title seem more legitimate. It 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 can continue the feud. It can set off the feud between Roman and Rock. Um, it's having Seth's your world champion that. lose the night before defending his title doesn't help himself and doesn't help the person who's challenging for that title. So I think Seth, Drew, will, Drew will cost him the match. Against The Rock? Okay. Yeah. You need a shirt, man. Yo, that's your mania fit, dog. You need a shirt that just says Seth's pinning Rock. <laughs> That's been in rock just in the in the block white like the yeah. rock style t-shirts. Seth is Seth pinning rock. Seth is pinning rock. Something like that. Oh man, I I I wish I wish you were right, but I did like. I mean, last comments. time I wore a Seth shirt to Mania, he won the title at thirty-one. That's right. Yeah, so Good. maybe. Yeah. Um, I like that. Um, yeah. oh, I I'll I'll have to go and check that out. Yeah, I think I think Seth has has been pretty good on the mic recently. I think when he's uh you know dropping his character a bit and seeming more like a real person who has yeah. real kind of uh like intentions and goals and and hatred for people etc cetera, etc cetera. when he's dialed into that it works it clicks um so yeah and you're right he needs he needs to get a little bit back on uh roman and rock moving forward uh but great start yeah. with seeing punk there yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so there we go. We covered everything that was going on. There was, uh, just wanted to mention about yeah. Jennifer Pepperman being signed uh, by AEW. I don't think we've gone oh, into that, but uh, right, right, yeah. kind of, um, you know, this with Mercedes uh, coming in soon, who I imagine is going to be one of the top paid talents on that roster really means that they've got to give more focus to this women's division and they will uh, peppermint they coming will. in from wwe being like one of the writers um one of the longest serving writers there at the time and focusing a lot on the women's division is going to help that um people saying that she's kind of like brian Gortz to the rock like her personal writer perhaps but interested to see i think you're they're building up the roster pretty nicely especially if you have the likes of uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter returning. Um, I think like 2024, you could see being 
absolutely the strongest year of women's wrestling in AEW. Yeah, absolutely. And in, and in, like WWE is killing it too. Look at the stars they have with Rhea, mm-hmm. Becky, and, and, and so forth. So yeah, uh, like I said, it's a great time to be a fan right now. There's so much to, to watch and there's, there's, there's so much that you, you can't even keep up with, right? Like impact had a show on Friday and, and, and everything. And I know they're going through their, their whole hourglass emoji thing and, and Scott Demore exit and stuff. So it's like, Oh, should we talk about that? <laughs> oh, it's actually, uh, I think I got to go dinner's calling. So I got to uh, get out of here. <laughs> uh, appreciate everyone listening to us though. Anyone in the YouTube chat or the YouTube replay appreciate you hit that subscribe uh we will be back on tuesday night on the post feed to talk about some nxt and uh and then uh yeah we'll we'll uh we won't be back on on sunday because of revolution but then we will be back on the following tuesday to chat about it so uh follow us on all the socials at poison rana pod twitter instagram to see all the stuff that we post including lots of shows we have lots of free shows here we just had a what up though with b and cino chatting about love and wwe and one love the bob marley movie and madame webb uh jordan and i just did a detox where we talk all about some random shit including some ai music and some listener questions and uh and some wwe music actually uh in chat as well uh and then over on our patreon like we said that profile on nation of domination and our best match ever sting coming out later this week so so many podcasts and it's only five bucks to support your boys so go do that check out all our shows out and uh let us know what you think always love the mm-hmm. feedback so appreciate everyone in the chat i myself brain harrington you can find me twitter instagram i'm at the bray d and you can find me at davy portman that's it that's all take care goodbye be safe and seth is pinning the rock <laughs> ahoy poison rana